Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Did you know yeah. that 200,000 kroners, Danish kroners, yeah. is worth 21,087 pounds sterling by, and 46 pence by today's conversion rate? Is that right? Barely enough for 54321. <laughs> Barely enough for what? <laughs> find out okay. <laughs> viewers are we are we going we are going oh what do you think viewers? this is five four three to one for well i just thought you might be you know stuffing around like you do poo poo it's a episode 82 <laughs> 82 <laughs> should we start it again yeah i think we better five four three two one g'day viewers g'day viewers welcome to episode 82 of radio hot lap that zany, wacky podcast with a, a wacky person there and a zany person here, or vice versa. Bunch of wackers. <laughs> Who, uh, they're there, they're, that uh, delves into the uh, light-hearted looking at motorsport. Well, you are an idiot tonight. <laughs> are we going to do that again? No, we don't. Do we need to do it yeah, Delves into the light-hearted well, looking. Do, you do the How light-hearted and looking can you be? Oh, shut up. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> It's g'day and welcome to episode 82.2. <laughs> <laughs> Point two. Oh, you're throwing me. Oh, dear. Where did I throw you? What? I've thrown you a whole lap. G'day, viewers. Welcome to episode 82 of Radio Hot Lap. That zany podcast... That looks that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motorsport, up-and-coming technologies and gadgets, and barbecues. Winter barbecues. Winter barbecues. Oh, just cooking, really. Winter barbecues, which are done indoor. Indoor barbecues. Oh, we're going to do a bit with the old. Um, what's that pot that you put all fondues? There you go. That's nothing like to do with winter that. barbecue. JP, great to have you on the show again. Lovely to see Thanks you. Thanks for doing oh, such a too. smooth intro today. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Not. No, you've done well. <laughs> you've done well, he said, moving up an octave. Oh, he did. Indeed. So I'm good too. <laughs> You're good too. Oh, that's good to hear. Oh, you know. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, it's been a couple of weeks because, uh, you know, you've been busy again and I've been busy again. And Mate, I've been busy beating up, up customers to get them to pay me. Uh, see sign of the times who needs rising interest rates I tell you it's all starting to clamp down all well and so they reckon they're trying to control yep. spending but nonetheless we're not here to do a peter schwitzer we're here to bring you the finer points of sausage dogs yeah how and the rusty dogs? sausage oh, look, the dogs is just so fast asleep the rusty sausage has actually had a little bit of a moment this afternoon as i got home a little bit early yep um came out to greet me in the backyard and and because the whole house is fully tiled and and there's yep. a couple of little steps sort of going up into the kitchen into the front uh, part of the the house 
the door was open and the dogs has come up and it's accident accidentally i think there could have been a little bit of sesame oil down oh. from the teppanyaki night anyway it's got the rear boot on it and it's a, it's it's the um rear right and suddenly like it, it it's on a big slide oh. and being Break a dog away. that would be a good thing through the uh, the chase Yep. As uh, as as Bryce confirmed previously, and not so good in the wiggly bits of the cutting. Um, yes, or turn nine at Adelaide. That's uh, right. Like it, uh, it had a bit of a dingleberry. Uh, get out of shape with a with a body that long. You're into get the badly front out of shape. door and bounced back, rolling over. Ooh. Now that could have been expensive for me at the vet. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Luckily, the dogs didn't have a uh, didn't have a drama over it, and. Um, I'm still continuing to hassle the customers to pay. Yes, I don't know what it is. And the dogs is continuing to sleep. We'll talk about hassling customers for payment later. But anyway, mate, yeah, so good to see you again. Yes, lovely to see you too. So here we go. And uh, what are you drinking, Johnny? Oh, mate, again, I'm having um, having an Annie's Lane. Annie's Lane? Yes, I've just been... In Clare Valley. People haven't been paying... (laughs) <laughs> so I had to keep it down twelve ninety nine. Um, that's a good good buy for it. It's actually quite a, quite a nice drop, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's we very go, good. We're going up to the uh, the Canese, uh tonight for dinner because uh, we've got a couple of vouchers. Oh, um, vouchers. Uh, yeah, that I got because yep. yeah, we've run out of money everywhere at all right. levels because the customers haven't been paying. That's if I you're listening, clients. Eight cents immediately. Yes, <laughs> all those customers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we will get oh. to them later, naming them one by one. No, I don't think we'll be doing that. Well, you're right. Unless okay. we're alleging. Actually, you're one of the ones that do pay. Yeah, I know. Although we take got... great pride in paying promptly. Yes, as uh, as you say, if that, if that, like if that small amount of payment uh, will send a multi-million-dollar company bankrupt, well. <laughs> What's your future in supermarket openings? There you go. Well, no, actually, it's quiet, very quiet on the supermarket front at the moment. Been down the southeast lately, mate? Uh, only a time, what was it, about three or four weeks ago? But uh, I've got another trip coming up, just down to, probably just down to Boardtown for the day. Just quick opening of a new IGA store and then back again. Or maybe it's a new iMac at the, uh, the local newspaper. Very unusual that you would go so uh, different tonight and have a Belgian... Hogarten, uh, a, a beer, uh, but uh, a very nice wheat beer, but but yeah. perfect timing considering um, it's the Spa Le Mans round this weekend. Well, it is, and I just I, I must admit that when I bought the beer, I didn't even give that a thought. But uh, now you mention it, of course, yeah. Well, how how spooky is that? The good old could, BBC. You can yep. look. You can be, uh, you know, resigned to the fact that they'll be giving you good coverage. They will. They will. And is there web coverage too? No. No, what do you mean? at all? The Belgian Beer Cafe. Oh, BBC. I'm not going to BBC. You wouldn't be doing that. UK TV Network. Well, they've got a lot of web presence. And I think they stream stuff, don't they? The old BBC, you can make sure that you get every Belgian beer that you possibly want there to make you feel as home as you can possibly imagine while you listen very comfortably online to the dulcet tones of John Hindorf at RadioLemons.com with live timing provided to you directly by Lemons-Series.com. Very, very useful and uh, could take your emails on the spot. Yep. And um, they respond instantly. And in fact, it was extremely interactive um, as I was uh, trying to get them to pronounce uh, 
our Danish friend's <coughs> name correctly. Oh, are they not capable of doing that? Well, it's been a bit of an international poorly incident. Uh, See, oh. he brought it to my attention that the gentleman who was uh, covering the uh, ITV... I, I don't know if he's for ITV, ITV, uh, but he was doing the TV FIAGT oh, round, right, yeah. um, had been saying, look, I'm... Uh, Paul is going, look, he's calling him Simonson. I knew you were going to say Simonson. I, as soon as you said it, it was being misrepresented... And I went, well, I don't know. I, 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 so anyway, I'm just going to go back. What I am doing here is nipping back but it's only it, got one M, not two. I How know, but I'm simple? going to nip back into my emails because I sent this one to Graham Tyler, how to say Simonson. Well, of course, he never came back as at all, wouldn't. as he wouldn't, being a P-rat, you know, <laughs> from, the, from the over there. Um, Is he Pommy? Oh, it must be. Anyway, uh, then I uh, also uh, sent, and uh, Paul said, send one to John Hindor. Um, at uh, Radio Le Mans, who for the first time, courtesy of Embassy Racing, was doing a wonderful job at uh, at uh, at Monza, which we'll get on to later, um, working with uh, a, a few of the other the people there. And I said, um, look, uh, just a heads up, he shouldn't be called Simonson, Simonson, um, or Simonson. Uh, Yes. And uh, he went, look, it couldn't have been us. Uh, it's not us, I'm afraid. I'm sure you're, if, I'm sure if I was doing ITV coverage for the rest of the season, I, I'll get it right. And if not, I'll mention whoever, to whoever it is. And I said, look, I think it's Graham Tyler. And he, then he came back and said, no, mate, it wouldn't have been him. It must be someone else. <laughs> so anyway, I'll just, what's the message you get from here? The message is no international. No Probably. international. You can't, you can't trust him. He doesn't get the facts right. Poorly. So he's made me look like a bit of a goose. Has he? Well, I think, you know, you don't... Look, even though you sort of go, look, doing a great job and, you know, no, yeah. don't take it as criticism, when they come back and go, no, it's not us, not us, not us, and he's told me who it is, well, then obviously I look like a goose. Well, you do. So thanks for that, Paul. But they will never do it again either, so it will be pronounced correctly from now on, and nobody will ever <laughs> know anything That's absolutely any incorrect, because... There, there they were at Monza, and I listened to the the, the live coverage. Yeah. And uh, his co-host called him Simonson, and he didn't correct this, him. Is this before or after, after you sent the, the letter? emails? Oh, after the, the emails. emails, the letter, from the mail. Oh, mail. Oh, yeah, the email. You know what I mean. You're crunching chips. Hi, Linda. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, an onion. <laughs> Spa this weekend. Yes. So Third round of the Le Mans series. Now, it's exactly two years ago that we went there with Jacqueline Ellsgood. Is that two years already? Is that two years? It Time is. flies, doesn't it? Keithy's over in the West this weekend. We'll get on to that later. Yep, yep. Along with Bryster. Mm. But, uh, yeah, two years ago that we went over there and you drove along the JWA car. Um, JWA now fielding an Aston Martin uh, Vantage uh, in the GT2, as well as their Porsche 911. Uh, Do you pronounce it Vantage? Or is it Vantage? Well, I really don't know. Well, we might I have to ask Vantage. Greg Howard Chapel. Well, if Greg Howard Chapel can let us know whether it's Vantage, how do you do it? Vantage or Vantage? Vantage. Well, it's from, you know, we'll find you, out. You know, it, it's the uh, emphasis <laughs> on the right syllable. Shut up. 
<laughs> the emphasis is wrong. <laughs> I'm going to let you anyway, look into that because so you're from the home country. You're a part of the home country. Well, you're I part of that eastern block vantage. sort of nature. You know, mate, vantage. Why don't you ask the Martin vantages? Vantage. Yeah. Ask Martin Brundle in, though. Why don't you get Pete on the phone for a victim? Well, <laughs> well, he'll say Vantage, won't he? Yeah, but he won't. He won't. Advantage Red. <laughs> anyway, this weekend, third round of the Le Mans series. Um, all things have been reset. Should be a good race for Richard Westbrook, uh, Alan Simonson, and Lars Eric Nielsen, the two Danes and the British uh, yes. who've got together. Um, in the Farnbacher Run 997, after their sterling drive at Monza. Hmm. Um qualified sixth on the road. Alan's turn to qualify. Uh, Horst Farbacher was sick on the weekend with food poisoning, was so unable to provide engineering support for the car that basically it was left to the drivers to create the setup for themselves. Uh, and clearly, whilst fastest in the first practice session, uh, Virgo Motorsport uh, with their um, Ferrari uh, 430 GT2 uh, yeah. with uh, factory Dunlop uh, shod tyres, was going to be where the one to beat. Yep. Um, and in fact, though, whilst they were the fastest in qualifying, they weren't the fastest down the chute with the uh, the 77 uh, IMSA uh, car being, uh, sorry, the 77 uh, Proton Felbermeyer car of Mark Lieb and Australian Alex Davison, who was second uh, in the previous race, um, to uh, be 10... Kilometers an hour faster down the chute. Now you go, well, how can that be? If they've got a 907, we've got a 907, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's got to be aero. Well, aero's definitely got something to do with that, and, and gear ratios and up to the to the team to decide. <coughs> but it's, to be, it's fair to be pointed out the Farnbusher car that Lars, uh, Richard, and um, Alan are running is an 07 car with 08 updates. So it doesn't have the full 08 package update. So right. they're struggling a little bit there with the top speed. Maybe not quite as critical at uh, Spa, even though there are long straights. Yep. It's going uphill uh, after uh, Eau Rouge through Redillion towards the, the top of the circuit. Um, and then the downhill run through to Eau Rouge. But um, they, uh, yeah, a little bit behind the eight ball there. Mm. So uh, they uh, really just went on and on and on, did a tenacious job to bring the car home second on the road despite starting... Starting sixth, sixth yeah. Um, with uh, with Richard Westbrook starting a bit of a mess up, probably uh, in the team, probably as a result of not having the personnel there on board, meant that Richard did the starting instead of Alan, who right. handed over to Alan and then on to Lars. Because don't they take it in turns for starting? Well, they, they, they do. Somebody and, had missed the, the turn qualifier starts the right. car. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Um, so this time in at Spa, it will up. be Lars will be qualifying and Lars right. will be starting the car. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, they did a great job to come second, only to find out just immediately after the champagne had been sprayed that uh, the IMSA Matmut car, uh, performance car Which of was in P1. Uh, Raymond Narrick and Richard Leitz were disqualified for, for a technical infringement, uh, specifically failing the anti-stall test. Um, mm. And uh, so they were elevated to the lead. Conversely, Virgo which runs factory rubber, suffered no less than three flat tyres over the, the weekend uh, during the race, which really the final tyre, the final one um, with uh, Jean-Maria Bruni in the car caused a, a significant amount of a panel damage to the oh. rear of the car, which meant they really, you know, and you can imagine a flailing, yeah, bang, 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 the bang. flailing yeah. uh, rubber takes out ancillary components, brake lines, this and that and the other thing, uh, decided to retire the car. So a rear 
a rare deer, a re, a re, rare, 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 get that out, oh. a rare, a rare, rare deer, now. <laughs> rare, rare, <laughs> <laughs> I knew a girl who had a rare, rare, anyway, um, but you can bet they will be back strongly this weekend. What that does mean is it's effectively reset the championship because of the their their win at uh, their win at um, uh, Barcelona for mm. Virgo has yep. now been offset by the win by yep. Van Vasher at um, Monza. So mm. they're both there on thirteen points, and I can't actually tell you who's leading the championship. Mm-hmm. But they're only a point ahead or something like that. Well, there you go. So it's going to be a good weekend. and certainly Actually, uh, I will, because tonight to, I to left watch. some paperwork in the office and uh, I haven't been able to uh, get uh, all the right details. So I'll actually, I'm going to look online while we're chatting away here. But yep. Right. Very good. The um, couple of other little things that needed to be said about that race was that uh, the Farnbuster team of the boys also suffered a flat tire what's worse they suffered a flat flat tire under this behind the safety car and as a result of that because they couldn't pit yep. under safety car it, it kept flailing around and damaged more bodywork which meant the make them made them in, send them into a stop go mm. to or stop drive through repair to fix the car so it was a bit of a double whammy and they probably would they could have been they probably could have won on the road but anyway, uh, you know, even oh, though well, you're but that's out. motor racing. I mean, you know, sometimes the luck's with you, and sometimes the luck's with someone else. And obviously, it wasn't their weekend. Hasn't been it was such a Alan and Co's weekend. That's right. But anyway, they've done good, so it's all all good at the it Spa is. this weekend. A track which uh, all the drivers love a great deal. Well, it wasn't just action in GT2, but there was a lot of action right up the front, starting first off with the Audi R10. Um, one of the Audi R10s actually uh, having to be towed on the installation lap. A fuel pressure failure caused them to start from pit lane. Um, 30 minutes in, Dinda Capello came together with Venina X in one of the um, one of the creations. Massive crash, a corner completely taken off the Audi, and a credit to the Audi engineers to be able to repair that uh, earlier in the weekend jamie candle walker had also had a massive crash and will be out till after the le mans uh, 24-hour event um, and f- towards the end of the the, the race uh, mechanical failure with uh, stefan ortelli in oh. the, uh, the the crash and a monumental crash. That was crash. an awesome crash, and he even made the mainstream uh, sports reports. That's right, Le Mans series got on TV. How yeah. the thing it basically came down the chute, turned right towards the first chicane, uh, got some air under it, very much like Arlar Mark Webber yes. sort of stuff. Flew at ninety degrees through the air, didn't break anything Narrowly at all. Missing. Alan McNish, the McNish, Scotsman, yeah. in the uh, the Audi R10 uh, to destroy itself a moment later over there with well uh, yeah. uh, Ortelli coming out with a broken elbow I think and some bruising but very the lucky car was def- total right off I mean it was just even the tub was beaten up so unbelievable but you know that's what it's all about having a car that dissipates energy yes saving the driver's yep. uh, life and protecting them so a lot of brain fade going on there I think and also some mechanical failures but don't mm. want to be too critical of no, who you say. Hmm. So, there we go. Right, over to you. Over to me. Over to me, over to me, over to me. Well, I don't know what to talk about first. Oh, I suppose probably the best, the, the first thing would be um, congratulations to uh, Switzerland, of all people, 
winning the A1GP World Cup of Motorsport in the final round at Brands. Um, yeah, who would have thought at the beginning of the uh, season that they'd, uh, they'd managed to get there, but apparently consistency wins out. So there you go. So there, I think it was uh, pretty good. What was? The fact that Switzerland managed to get the A1GP championship. I wasn't listening. <laughs> you never listen. Oh, However... No. The Poms uh, were uh, very happy too because um, Robbie Kerr uh, gave them the, something to cheer about because he took the uh, sprint race. And uh, yeah, um, it was, I think it was, uh, you know, a, a nice result really uh, after the, the season that it was. Well, it just happens to be that uh, we've got Lars Eric Nielsen on Skype, um, so I'm just going to put him on the speaker oh, cool. and um, and uh, give him a buzz in, and uh, he'll tell us about what's going on this weekend. Uh, let me press the button. How do we do this? Good idea. Right, oh, Lars, he goes. Clang, clang, clang. Oh. <laughs> Lars is in Copenhagen, Denmark, and... Uh, hey there, down south. Hey, Lars, uh, look, you're live on Radio Hot Lap as we go to air here in uh, sunny Adelaide. How are you? What do you mean sunny? Isn't it evening? <laughs> yeah, it's evening and it's not sunny at all, Lars, but there you there go. There you go. It's been sunny during the day, though. Yeah, so it is here in Denmark. It's wonderful. We were just um, having a bit of a, a, a preview, uh, JP and I, this is uh, my co-host in the radio show, um, about uh, your weekend at Spa uh, and specifically recapping Monza. So I thought we'll get, it, uh, we'll get it from the horse's mouth, mate. What's the story with Spa? Well, the Germans uh, withdrew, the France didn't go, so the mountains are ours for the uh, for the weekend. What? This is a viewers. This is a gentleman. He's down on his luck. You know, he's uh, he's 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 relegated to car racing all his life. And yeah, terrible. <laughs> airlines, hotels. Yeah, shitty places like uh, unlucky in love. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Well, what can we say? Life isn't easy. Yeah, and yesterday I was in Sweden uh, testing the um, Ferrari Challenge car. Yes. For a little sneak preview of what it's going to be uh, for Le Mans to drive a Ferrari. That was pretty cool. This is the first time you've driven a Ferrari 430 GT2. You'll be joining Pierre Aret and uh, a Pierre Caffer, the two Pierres, I'm, I'm hanging out to come and do, <laughs> I'm hanging out to come and do PR for you guys, because it's going to be lucky and unlucky. Um, uh, this is the first time you've driven a Ferrari 430 GT2, how did you feel it was compared to your the Porsche? Um, in all honesty, uh, it's not a GT2, it's just a challenge, so it's the, uh, it's the regular gearbox with electric shift and 500 HP. Um, but it's very nice. Um, it's easy, of course, until you get to the limit. And then I would say it's just as much work as it is with the Porsche. But um, it's easier for, for those that are, you know, 5% off the pace. It's really an easy car to drive. Um, but once once you get out hanging there on the cliffs, it's, it's all the same. There's 100 feet down and you're going to hurt yourself when you drop. Well, what's, what is the difference specifically, Lars, between the GT2 car and the Challenge car? 
I I could say, and and that wouldn't help you much and your listeners, uh, maybe not too, but um, it's like a Carrera Cup car compared to the uh, Porsche RSR that we drive in Le Mans Series and Le Mans. So it's um, it does have the horsepower, it does have the abilities, but it's um, you know it's uh, it's softer, it's not as aggressive. Uh, it doesn't have the big wings. It doesn't have a big tray underneath. So, so the cornering speeds of um, of the GT2 or the RSR that we drive at Le Mans series is much quicker, stiffer, and more nervous. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a nice car. I understand that people, you know, with a couple of hundred thousand left over and uh, not too much courage to go and race uh, really stupid cars, can have a car like this and go club racing. Um, it's uh, it, it has a feel of a race car. It has a sound. Um, it's prestigious, and it's uh, as all Ferraris are beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which track were you testing at? Oh, it's at a Swedish track near Stockholm called Mantorp Park. Yes. It's a three-kilometer, fairly small circuit, but it has a couple of high-speed corners and some low-speed too. So that's a good little combination. As you move up the ranks through your sports car career from a car which does not have aero and a flat bottom, uh, and then you get to a car which has significant amount of aero, um, how do you approach um, the understanding about how quickly it travels through a corner? Obviously, you must work the, work up to the confidence to, to know that, that you can go into a corner that, that strongly and rely on the aero. Is, is it a bit of a, a mind over matter exercise? It certainly is, uh, especially at, at my age. If you take someone like Alan Simonson, um, he'll just go and bang it, you know, and say, "Oh, that was that was that was too far," and uh, then he'll push it on the track again, and he'll live on. Um, me being a bit more sensible, I would think, <laughs> because now that my age, I'm working my way up to it, and it does take a bit of a um, uh, a work on the G-force sensor in in the brain to. Um, to uh, to get to that point where you comfortably um, can whisk through a corner at uh, 270 instead of 240. Last weekend uh, we had, or last sorry, last show we had Bryce Washington on the show, who you uh, oh. uh, you, you know, and um, uh, we talked about do you stop learning? Do you? As a driver, once you have, even though you've achieved quite, everyone has achieved quite a high level of skill, does your ability to learn slow down? (laughs) Um, As a race driver, um, everything equal, like uh, 28, 30 years old, 35 maybe, Mm, technically you can always pick up stuff. Uh, It all depends on how motivated you are. Um, for myself, um, I was asked if I wanted to drive another 20 laps yesterday. It wasn't my car, and I said, I've, I've had a good taste of it. Um, I want to try and be responsible, and therefore I, I didn't drive. Um, but I have to admit, too, um, that I could certainly learn uh, more. And it all, it all comes down to two things. Number one is, of course, the, the stopwatch. How quick are you on the track compared to others? And yesterday, um, we weren't that many, but there was uh, the, the, the company pro that, that gives instruction to all. Uh, these uh, Ferrari drivers uh, from Denmark, he, um, he drives it every day. Uh, not every day, but he drives it quite often um, and has done that for a couple of years. He's also um, been in endurance racing. And um, 
after after 20 laps um, I got a new set of stickers on and I was actually quicker than him <laughs> and um, not much to my surprise um, he um, he went out on, on my used set of tires uh, they were eight laps old and he couldn't he couldn't break my time of course I had the the benefit of the sweet spot as they call it uh, of a brand new tire where where it peaks off uh, on on second or third lap um, but you know, within split seconds, uh, the engineers uh, went and got a new set of tires, and, and of course, luckily for him, um, he set an even quicker time. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, maybe I could have done it, maybe I couldn't, uh, but it shows that there is finesse, even uh, for, for people that, that knows the car very well, um, when they get the taste, uh, that bad taste in the mouth, that they're not up front. Um, they want to go and do more and I think that uh, two people that I'm driving with right now have that wonderful ability one is Alan Simonson and the other one is uh, Richard Westbrook um, he will never or both of them will never have enough and uh, the enthusiasm the uh, the energy that they display during the races is what what uh, it takes to to go on win races and um, your Aussie friend there certainly seems to have that ability and that's what Rin raises. That must be very contagious for you and, and very uh, uh, very much a, a, of an energy lift for you to have those two guys around you. No, no, you know I'm emotionally totally numb. So Yes, I, I you are totally that. numb and, and, and what, I was, what I was getting at was I thought it was very strategically clever of you to, to borrow a Ferrari from a friend of yours, considering you that's about the only brand of car you don't sell in Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, so we, we got that. Yeah, okay. So, so Lars, uh, this weekend, uh, the, uh, the roulette wheel has spun. It's your turn to qualify and start the race. You love Spa. Um, it's one of those places where it can be wet at one part of the track, dry at the other. How do you approach Spa? Like any other lady in the same condition, quite carefully but aggressively. Uh, so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Always uphill. Yeah. <laughs> Always uphill. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's an interesting track. It's one of the most challenging tracks in in the world, and um, it really it really calls for all your skills. So it's it's going to be great. It is the track. Now, while I've got you here, um, there are the viewers might need to know. Is we, we call them viewers, Lars, because as you as I know. You, you recall, I've been I've, I've been I've, I've been on this view show before in France last year. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. And um, you realise that there are really no viewers as such. But uh, while I've got you here, mate. Uh, have you ever, have you thought your your airline? How's it going in the Maldives? Obviously, anybody travelling to the Maldives these days will be uh, at, ferried around on your lovely Maldivian air taxi service. Well, not all. There are these few few that you know go astray and pick a boat or, or the competitor, but. Uh, God be with them and, and, and bless them. Uh, they'll probably have a nice holiday after all anyway. Um, but otherwise, yes, it's pretty difficult to, to get anywhere um, without bumping into the uh, red, white and black uh, Maldivian Air Taxi train others that are sitting there, 22 on the docking system. Yes, so they've seen some uh, some photos, uh, aerial photos of you having them all uh, sort of uh, corralled together there. 
Uh, and uh, yep. a very, very good indeed. Thank you for the you know, the style guide which you sent over to me last night. So I think hope we've got that right for your new hero cards there. Hope you like yeah. the crime scene concept. Wonderful. They're great. Because <laughs> you guys are partners in crime. And Richard. Yeah. Richard yeah. loved it. I haven't spoken to Alan yet, but... Um, okay, cool. Well, that, well, that's good. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, and um, look, you've got the monkey off your back after uh, the disappointment of leading uh, the, uh, the 24 hour of Dubai in late January, um, having come off the the winning, the CPANG 12 hour uh, last year, um, having yep. a DNF there in Interlagos on the final round um, of the Le Mans series and uh, ending up in a brothel with everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. And now I have spikes on my shoulder, so whoever we're going to try and sit there is going to cut themselves and bleed. So I think we'll be good for this race. We have a good car. We have a good team and forces supporting us tremendously. And um, Richard and Alan are totally motivated, so it's cool. How is your support from Michelin? Are they raising the bar to uh, to come and uh, to, to bring you up to the point where you can compete against uh the uh, Virgo car, and obviously with three flat tyres, it could have been a coincidence, but, but certainly there was a massive amount of debris and some big shunts there at Monza, is running on the bleeding edge of rubber also, um, you know, can work against you, maybe like what happened at Monza? Surely. Um, we often see tyre problems in Monza because, as you will know, it is a high-speed track, and uh, it wears um, in a diff very different way uh, from from other tracks, uh, I unfortunately I can't say that about Michelin. Um, they um, they have the idea <clears throat> that if they took the FIA GT tires or what they used at the American Le Mans, they would wipe up com competition. Yes. And then, so there is a measurement between them and others. Therefore, um, yeah. they 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 decided not to provide us with. Um, with more than the regular customer tires that you can go and buy. The car, so that's what we're going to have. The car you're running is an 07 car. We were just talking about it before uh, I saw you come up on Skype, that uh, the, um, the, uh, the car you're running is actually an 07 car with 08 updates. Uh, could you just sort of outline exactly what sort of updates you did receive between Barcelona and Monza? Yeah, but then I have to kill you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> that means he's got to kill him. No, that means you'll um, save that much... money transfer. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. It's not Friday, is it? Yeah, no, Chinese it's not. Um, thanks what? for reminding the viewers. Well, I called that. you Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyways. Um, between the 07 and the 08, there's a lot of error. There's also a wonderful new gearbox that Porsche has uh, finally uh, made themselves instead of buying from from Auto House. So that that's really really a nice product uh, they 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 produced. Um, it also turns out that uh, they had just enough components uh, for the Leap Felbermayr car and the in the um, Narak um, Leeds yep. or French Porsche to give them a few extra bits for the engine that were not put on mine, even though that mine was rebuilt um, uh, between Spain and um, Italy. And of course, we were quite disappointed, but um, uh, the spare parts will arrive next week, which is about one week too late, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll have those parts in the car, in the engine, 
uh, for the um, for, the, uh, ring for the next race for yeah. the Nürburgring race. Yeah. It's so um, we're pretty competitive, and uh, the good thing about uh, our car is that. Um, if it hadn't been for me, we would have the, the world best drivers in the car. Now we only have the world's two best and the second best. Uh, what, what strikes me uh, is is strange about the Le Mans series. Certainly, there's a pullback from from one event, and I suppose maybe you you, you can tell me about the the South American event whether it was viable or not. Is that it has such large gaps in time, and then such small gaps in time. I mean, from a, from a racing car driver's point of view, obviously you love. These these two week gaps, but then you just want it to keep on going like this. So how do you? What do you do in between? Uh, that's true, but but uh, don't forget we have the Catalunya um, du Mans, the twenty four hours of Le Mans coming up in June, and that's actually um, a good two weeks that we that we spend on that for the pre qualifying and the tests um, early in June, and then uh, almost a full week, eight nine days. Uh, of preparation, um, finesse, shows, parades, um, sick dinners, and finally, after you, you've eaten, so you, you, you can't stand, you have to go bloody race 24 hours. I mean, they are gay parades, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that, that's where you get that head stuff, that all those colourful <laughs> things on... Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I remember right. it from last year, but... Yeah, yeah, well, you see the Vikings are there in, 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 in thousands of numbers, all from Denmark. Perhaps this year, not just yeah. cheese for me, for dinner every day. Yeah, stand by, I'll just have to kill this. Okay. Look, uh, Lars, thanks for your time. We'll, we'll let you go. But before we do, I just want to touch on uh, uh, your, um, your uh, lovely daughter, uh, Christina, has been making yeah. huge inroads into, into, into go-karting. Um, and really, is, is is really shoving it shoving it up the boys, so to speak. Yes, he is uh, certainly doing that, and uh, we're quite lucky. Uh, stand by here. Uh, please call me back in five minutes. Um, and um, yeah, she's whipping their asses. Um, it's uh, it's weird because I've always said that women don't belong in uh, in uh, motor racing. Either they're too slow, and that's really embarrassing when they show up on a track, or they're quicker than us, and then it becomes really embarrassing. So it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> so on, on that note, maybe I should uh, attend to to the work here. People seem to want to talk to me. Absolutely, but next time we talk to you, we want to talk to uh, you about Christina and where she's going with the the, uh, the Peugeot Spider Cup. Uh, perhaps next year uh, might have been a little few bit of political decisions there that wouldn't let her in. Yes, but uh, we'll do that. And uh, my regards to all the viewers. That's great. In Australia. And Lars. I hope you have a nice day and, and world around, but especially in Australia. Lars, I sent Cheers that now. stuff to Carsten, so give him a call about getting that stuff printed. I will. Okay, thanks, thanks again. Thanks, bye Lars. bye. There you go. Look, look we don't have to do any talking at all today. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, JP's got it. Oh, now JP's uh, pointing to me that he uh, needs to go for a little whistle. <laughs> right, eh? Good to hear for Lars. And yeah, well, um, mate, I uh, suppose it's time for you to have a bit of a sing song as I remove a the sing microphone. Song. Now, we don't have much battery what are you here to sing some... about. Well, sing about whatever we like. Well, I wanted to actually say that, um, let you know that on the techie front, we, we got our first, um, 
iPhone fake in today. What does that mean? Well, it means a bloke walked up to the, walked in and said, I need a charger for my iPhone. And uh, the boys looked at it and went, but it's not an iPhone. But it had an iPhone on it and it had an Apple logo and everything else. It was just about, uh, about four mil too thick. And um, yeah, so there you go. So what did you say to the guy? It just said, sorry, mate, it's not a real one. What did he say? <laughs> he was like, oh, I got it from my brother. It's like, well, well, sorry, but your brother's been dudded. So there you go. So, and on while, while we're on the iPhone note, of course, um, Vodafone have been awarded um, the first acknowledged, um, uh, what would you call it? Supplier. Supplier, as, as the first distributor. supplier, distributor of, of iPhone uh, in this country. And um, all the rumours are that it will definitely happen this year rather than next year. Does that mean that it won't be available <laughs> through Apple's current channel partners? Nobody knows. Um, it's highly unlikely. Certainly, I mean, in, in places like Adelaide, I would suggest it should be available through Apple's channel partners. However, in Sydney and Melbourne, where they're looking at opening direct stores, you'd have to wonder whether or not they'll keep it for themselves. So. See, there was a bit of a kerfuffle up there in Sydney in Bondi with a bit of a, a smash and grab through the glass window of, of Apple's probably their premium uh, reseller store. Uh, the guy was uninsured. Apple didn't come to the rescue. Fancy that. Yeah. It looks like they'll be just taking over their instantly available uh, Apple store. Well, that, that, that was a while back that the smash and grab happened, but I know they never recovered from it. And uh, Ben Morgan, who owned the store, as I understand, has actually bailed now and sold it out. So uh, Had be a interesting gutful to, like the rest of them. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens from there on in. Anyway, on a, back, on a bit more of a local note, I think we've got uh, a round of this V8 Touring um, Car National Series that Rob Kirkpatrick down at Malala's organised. Good old Rob, done a great job. This weekend. Um, as I understand, at, uh, as of last weekend, there was only four entries so far, but apparently a lot of uh, this year's uh, Fujitsu, Fujitsu Series runners are um, queuing up to, uh, to get in the series next year. So um, if you're hanging around South Australia and you want something to do on the weekend, uh, get yourself down to Malala. Absolutely. Uh, in uh, Indianapolis rookie day, uh, Will Power, top to time yes, sheets. Uh, he's the did. fastest uh, operator there. That's all good. So uh, let's hope he can go on there. And uh, it seems like he's made a very good transition there from the champ car uh, panels chassis to the uh, new uh, Tony George supplied Delara. So that's good. He's doing very well with that. And uh, of course, we've got uh, Barbara Gallo this weekend. We have got Barbagallo yeah. this weekend with Bryce Washington. We're rounding round, 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 round four Cup. of the Carrera Cup Championship. Oh, the Carrera which, Cup, is, which has got a new sponsor. Which in full of comply, complete space. Yeah. space, yeah. If they pay me, I'll, spell, I'll say it right. Um, <laughs> was also uh, the, the naming right for Australian GT Championship right. last year. So I think there's a bit of a... Bit, bit of bit of a struggle going on there to uh, make the GT Championship survive. Let's hope that it can be ratified. Jack Ellsgood will be going west, and in yes. fact, at this very moment, is flying directly across us in the Winged Warrior <laughs> to arriving in Perth. It would be he'd be arriving in Perth at midnight, yep. at our time. Yes. So I reckon he's flying right yep, over the top now, having a little sneaky right yep. after being on the city floor. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the, uh, the next round of uh, the V8 Championship. Yeah, and uh, the, now interesting, while we're talking about that, 
Uh, I noticed that Damien White's got himself a drive this weekend in the Mini Championship. He has. I mean, he's the tallest bloke in the shortest car. Well, which will be interesting. Now, and on that note too, I mean, because they've got these guest drivers and things that are uh, that are running in the uh, in the Mini Challenge. Um, when's Jack going to get himself in there? I mean, we've we've got all these other people bailing in there. Yeah. Pointless. No, it's a pointless no, exercise going and having a drive there. There's no, no point. Fun. Absolute waste of time for someone like Damien, who already has strong credentials, having won the uh, the twelve hour this year. Yes, um, and um, is, has been a, a very good operator last year in Fujitsu and uh, twice the Australian V8 Ute Championship. Can't see any point in it. Hopefully he's not putting his hand in his pocket. I'd imagine they'll have brought him in uh, just Yeah, just I think it's like a guest thing that they just offer well, these so different people. Yeah, I'll we'll so, give Keithy yeah. a go. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Give Keithy a go. All right, Definitely. next moving on from there. Well, uh, Super Aguris is no longer a Formula One team. Uh, for whatever reason, Honda has decided to pull out of the sponsorship of that. Um, and uh, I don't think that uh, Honda... Formula One's uh, boss or marketing boss, Nick Fry, was really very helpful there by sort of basically putting a boot in at the last minute going, look, we, we weren't there to provide them with uh, with support beyond what they originally had done when they started in 2005. Um, and that's sad because they've had a couple of false starts there between... Yeah. Uh, the uh, was it uh, the, the Weigel group, I think, had come in at the last minute and then there was... It's funny, isn't it, how like the uh, the Formula One department's power to be have decided that they really don't have the resources to be able to do that and uh, have, have shit-canned the whole thing. The uh, whole team, all the transporters, not the race cutters, but yep. all the support personnel had travelled and were actually locked out of the paddock to be sitting on the side of uh, Istanbul Park there waiting for a Payment sign from Mecca. <laughs> When to be paid, probably. Well, Honda wants it all for themselves, though, don't they? I mean, let's be honest. They're at that stage now where uh, things are getting, you know, they're getting up the pointy end. It's things are getting a bit crucial. Are you all right, dear? Shut up. <laughs> and news in from the east is that Ferrari will not be using their new uh, nose cone, the hole in the nose. The nose oh, hole. the old, uh, yep. Due to uh, an inference. Uh, and, and they've been legally attacked by Sid Vicious's mum, saying it's 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 taken a piss out of him, and, oh, and we don't yeah. want it. <laughs> so are they using it or not? Seriously, no, they're not using it. No, but they did say that they were only going to use it. It's not suitable to park. That's right. That's it's right. The but they will bring it to low downforce yeah. track and uh, low speed downforce yeah. track, and it'll be back at Monaco. Oh yeah, here we go. Now, while we were talking about Honda earlier on, I forgot to mention that I, there was a whisper during the week that uh, apparently they're going to offer um, Danica Patrick the uh, uh, a go for a, a bit of a run around and have a test in the car. Oh, so we'll see yet another um, another yank across the pond to uh, to try out for Formula One. I reckon she'll probably do very well. I think she'd do very well too. So uh, good for her, I reckon. I mean, you'd give her a go, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you would. There you go. Oh, right, oh, what's been happening in... Uh, we don't do any two-wheeled stuff, so here's a bit of some two-wheeled stuff, Red. Okay? 
And moving right along to how's Marcus Ambrose going overseas? Come on. Oh, Denya's got a drive with uh, Patrese in the uh, in Jim Morton's uh, Rising Star Team. Yeah, he has indeed. You're quite correct. And uh, he's going to team up with uh, Patrese. And, uh, Is it Patrese or Patrese? Patrese. Well, it's got an I in it. It's not an A. It's Patrese, I reckon. It Patrese. is anyway. Patrese. Got so the there you go. I would have worked out. And he's, he's uh, Denya's going this year in the Fujitsu series with uh, Matthew White Racing. So he's currently, I think, about sixth or seventh, seventh, I reckon, uh, in the development series. And uh, now, and then back to the mini challenge, which we were talking about earlier. He's leading that, but then he, he's driven a mini in how many uh, tarmac rallies now? Quite a few. Yes, uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, co-driving with Dale Moskett mm. um, several times at Mount Buller. Uh, uh, Dale on our show significantly earlier um, yeah. with Linda, and I'm just while you're doing it, I'll just bring that up uh, in a in a tab. See what we're doing. As you would. Shut up. Uh, and we'll uh, the show, uh, this show will have already gone. Uh, one, one, well, let me start that again. Apparently, there's going to be an announce, an official announcement about that made on. Uh, Channel 7's uh, Sunrise program that he used to be. The, is he still the weatherman for? I don't know. Mm, whether he's, he's still the weatherman. weatherman. He used to be or he bailed from weatherman. Whatever. Well, whatever anyway on uh, uh, tomorrow morning, our time. So uh, by the time the viewers hear this, it'll already have been and gone. So um, there you go. Oh, and the Fords this weekend at um, Barbagallo are um, all going to be running a... Um, a little Jeff sticker in the Ford Oval instead of the word Ford. Yes, uh, Jeff Pilates away. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, poor, poor old Jeff, uh, Vale Jeff. Um, that was a oh, week and no, just about two weeks ago now, I think. Um, but uh, certainly... Uh, Episode 11, yep. 28th of December 2005. 2005. Can you believe we've been doing this for coming up to three years now? We'll get to our 100th anniversary yet. Um, Yeah, but there's a few more supplementary episodes if you bother to have a look there. Yep, uh, Rally Australia champion, Dale Muscat. That was very good. And, oh, yeah, congratulations to um, the new Channel 7 for uh, winning a Logie for Best Sports Coverage for Bathurst. How yes, about that? no, that's good. On the weekend, I good. thought that was very, very good, and certainly, um, you know, things had uh, had picked up during the season. I mean, I know we bagged them for the rounds that Adelaide didn't get live or that they stuffed up a couple of times, but certainly this year we've had none of that nonsense. Uh, so no, that, that was very, very good. And uh, and talking of Barbagallo this weekend, now when I was when I was a kid or when I first came out to Australia, when I was a lad, it wasn't Barbagallo; it was Wanneroo Park. And then suddenly it became Barbagallo. And I couldn't, I never knew why. Well, so it's something I, to do with Alf Barbagallo. It is. And I, so I researched it today. And apparently in 1992, it was decided that they'd make the short circuit by constructing a, uh, a bit of track that linked um, turn five on the current circuit to the back straight, forming a new 1.7 kilometre long circuit. And the extension was funded by Alf Barbagallo, and hence the circuit name was changed to Barbagallo. A car dealer. How about that? Funny that there's car dealers yeah. around the, the sport. And then after after Alf had funded the extension or the the short circuit uh, new bit of road um, in 2004, they completely resurfaced the whole joint, and that was when all these suddenly amazingly quick lap times came because the surface is apparently a lot less abrasive. 
But so, a little bit of trivia. Oh, and while we're talking Barbagallo, of course, because we're talking Western Australia and we haven't mentioned him for ages, hello to Mark Healer in WA, our uh, insurance assessor who drives around listening to us. And hasn't offered us a barbecue uh, set up. That, uh, we'll, we'll no, that's a different guy. This is Mark Healer, the insurance assessor who drives around in WA. I know. Yeah. He hasn't offered us a barbecue set up. That we're talking about that Tosser Tristan in no. the UK. Oh, what? No, he's offered no, no. us a barbecue. Well, but we, yeah, look, he did, but we haven't been to the UK to get a barbecue, but we haven't been to WA either. Barbecues are coming up, but just in now is the latest times from uh, indie practice here for the, yes. the non-rookies. Uh, Marco Andretti on top, followed by Tony Canaan, Scott Dixon, Ryan Briscoe, the Aussie, fourth in Penske Excellent. with 224.804 mile an hour, 226.599 for Andretti. Uh, Wielden, uh, next in fifth, uh, Helio Castroneves, who has won the event before. Uh, Thomas Schechter, Buddy Rice. Danica Patrick is just underneath Will, on top of Will Power. Uh, in the Andretti Green Racing versus the uh, the KV car. Fine. Where are you off to? <laughs> I'm off to. He says, uh, walking away, viewers. I'm now off he's to get something. I've forgotten where I was going. It was significant. Yeah. That's right. It's barbecue time. Barbecue time. Oh well. Well, while you're doing that, the Indi- talking of the Indy 500, I learned something that I didn't. I wasn't actually aware of this week, which is that there's actually a golf course inside the circuit. Um, and it was uh, Eddie Rickenbacker back oh. uh, the World War Two flying ace. And when he took control, World War how can it be a World War Two World War One flying it's, ace? It's really it's it's, it's Auric Goldfinger, yeah. and they just got the wrong name there. Well, anyway, it's Rick <laughs> Rickenbacker in 1927 when he took control of uh, of Indianapolis, um, decided that he wanted to put a golf course in the middle of it. So there you go. Well, there you go. I mean, and they play all the time, I suppose. They do, except, and they, except for bump day or carb day or something. It says like that. the f- fifteen holes outside and three holes in the speedway, and they stay ho- open throughout the month, except the four qualifying days, carburation day and race day. So there you go. We're running out of battery, so we're running out of time and patience. But I want to tell you, my new you've run out of patience. Japanese high tech have a go at this, knackers. Okay, it's so a grill plate. It's viewers. a grill plate. How does it work? How does it, it work? Well, you know those little uh, Bunsen burner setups that you have with a little yeah. gas bottle yeah, and yeah, put yeah. it on top there, and it's got a little tray underneath there. Uh-huh. I could go and get you the real thing. So it's like Breaks a portable teppanyaki. It, it, no, it is a portable teppanyaki, but I'll run and get you the genuine item so Uh-oh. you can see for yourself, because JP is very good at explaining how barbecues work. You see, this goes underneath here on the hot plate. It's, a, it's like a donut. So on a, on a regular hot plate, on your regular cooker? No, on the cooking barbecue thing that we oh, have here that we've had here before. The, you know, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah so you yeah, put a bit of yeah. liquid in okay. here. And then this does. This sits on. Is that non-stick? It, it is non-stick. Yeah. But notice how it's got little so lines the down, runs down Correct. And you can put veggies around the side. Absolutely. Well, it's very neat, it's viewers. It's circular. Right. Yep. It's excellent. It's the picture of the night. I think it is. That'll be the hero shot. So you'll be That'll able be to see it, viewers, when you're listening the to the podcast. And it's the perfect sort of meal that you want to do when you're having a bit of a, an enjoyment uh, of the DVD with Black Books. Black My favourite. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Don't you go giving me them Black Books. Bernard. Oh, look, Bernard, sorry. Bernard. 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 
Bernard. Bernard. Fine. Bernard. Viewers, he's dropped it now. So uh, there goes the brand new grill plate. Although the box is still good for the hero shop, so we'll it be is. all right. That's right. And just as a very last minute thing, just for a laugh. Microsoft finally released Windows XP Service Pack 3 and Vista Service Pack 1. Today. But they didn't release 48 million to Yahoo because no, they didn't. got the shits and said you're fucking out of here. Well, you can't say that. Oh, well, I didn't. We'll That's because Steve pack. Barmer said it. Yeah, well, ba- ba- Barmer's going to be out of there by all accounts. Barmer is there. They're not He's happy a total with it. Coup. He apparently was obsessed with the, uh, with the takeover oh, of Google. Coup. So, total um, coup. anyway, we'll see. And but, I think that so that's finally, a good thing. Uh, last week there was two false starts but they had technical difficulties and so today it's finally downloadable windows xp service windows xp service pack 3 so gone slower again so well presumably (laughs) a vista service pack one vista service pack one well that won't get many downloads because nobody's using it unbelievable Righto, well mate, is there anything else other than new iMacs this week, which I've had a little bit of a bump up to 3.06 and faster gigahertz and uh, also faster front front side bus, bus. well hence the faster RAM. FSB. That's right. Dot com. (laughs) So yeah, so that's good. And they're cheaper viewers. Cheaper if viewers. you want to buy an iMac, go and buy one now because they're cheaper and faster. But there's more next week. We can't tell you about it even if we do a show next week or we don't do a show. That's we'll right. see you then. We will. Off to Chinese knackers? Absolutely Chinese. Positively Good night, viewers. Overnight? Absolutely positively you know, we, overnight. Indubitably. We, we have that sizzling mong not sizzling non Mongolian. Sizzling beef with ginger and shallots. Shallots. Ooh. Absolutely. With a shallot pancake up Has front. Has to be done. And a shallot napkin. Shallot napkin? Napkins. Oh, okay. That's different. Okay. It's a shallot night. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right, well. All I can say is, viewers, is well, thanks, done. shallot. Shallots of shows. Good night, viewers. <laughs> <laughs>